I'm here to win again. I'm capable, me and my teammates, uh, I'm ready to go. And I think it's a good chance for me, for the supporters, for the club. I'm ready and I think I will be a huge team. Here comes young Ronaldo. When he first came to the club, I think everyone could see a talent there straight away. He had that stature about him and yes, he was only young, he was still a young lad. But at the same time, you knew this guy looks like he's a little bit special. Ronaldo! What an impact! Football-wise, you could see he had a bit of everything, many tricks, and you could see straight away the passion he had for the game. And even from the first few months, you could see he wanted to be a winner. He lit the stadium up, the fans loved him, as his teammates as well. He brought something special to the team. You know, he, you knew he could be the game-changer in, in games. He could always make a difference. Ronaldo! What a goal! A stunning Ronaldo free kick! He was that player that people would call a legend, you know, a proper legend, and I think the Man United fans knew what we had, that he would always produce. You know, it was sad to see him go, but he's back again to come back as a fan now. He's fantastic for us, and everyone's looking forward to the, to the game now against Newcastle. Out of this world, he is a phenomenon. I probably was just like every other fan, you know, so excited. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a sort of a big deal. You know, no one probably would have expected this to happen. But he is back now and every single fan at Newcastle will be singing his song the whole game. I also think we've made some really good signings as well. But this is the, the biggest signing, you know, for, for many years now that Cristiano's coming back. Well, he's not a young lad anymore. I think he is at the top of his game though, where he puts himself on the pitch, his, his positioning. He understands the runs to make. When he still makes them runs, you know, he still scores and I think definitely bring goals to the team. He scored so many goals and assists. It's, if you think about it, it shouldn't be real, but it is real. I think that is a, uh, is a right time to, to say that we want to win the, the title, of course. Uh, I'm sure that we have a, a good squad. Uh, I see everyone happy and working very well. My target is to, to win the Premier League with, uh, with this club. I really do think that you know, Oli's brought the squad now to a very high standard and we sh this squad definitely should be challenging now for trophies. There will be a little bit of pressure there, um, but I think that's what you want. You know, it is Manchester United, we have to be in and around the trophies and that's what the club expects. So it is a little bit more pressure for Oli, but like I said, I think this is where he wants to be. This is the, the you know, the right stage of where we want to be at as a club and, and you know, that's challenging for titles, for cups. We want to be winning these things. Of course, we've uh, followed his career from afar and uh, since he left here, and uh, I think everyone's very, very happy to have him back. And he's, he can speak for himself, but it seems like he's happy to be back as well. Uh, the mood's been very good, he's worked well, and um, he will definitely be on the pitch at some point, that's for sure. Newcastle are going through a rough patch as well at the moment, and they'll be looking to get a result. I just feel this occasion is too big for that situation and I think United will, will probably win comfortably but you never know, Man United-Newcastle games have always been very good, you know we've lots of goals in um, through the years so people will be expecting that as well. It's, uh, it's quite an incredible story of, of them going back and, uh, and, and I'm sure they could have sold out Old Trafford ten times over if they wished, you know it's been quite remarkable, it's our, it's our job to go there and and make sure we make it as difficult as we possibly can for them. I think Cristiano's a player that he'll play. 
you know, he, he'll want to play straight away, so I think Oli will, will definitely start him. It'll be a special day on Saturday, to be fair, when he comes back, the reception he'll, he'll get. You want the, the team to perform well, but you do want a, a goal from Ronaldo. I think that'll be amazing for the fans in the stadium. Premier League action returns this weekend on your World of Champions and all eyes will be on the Theatre of Dreams for the return of Cristiano Ronaldo to the Manchester United setup. They will face Newcastle United. Manchester City will travel to the King Power Stadium for a crunch encounter against Leicester, while Chelsea will host Aston Villa. You can follow the action live on your World of Champions. Kaiser Chiefs will hope to continue their winning momentum gained from their last outing in the DSTV Premiership against Barocca when they faced the reigning champions Mamalodi Sundowns at Loftus Fashfelt in Pretoria this weekend. The sides last met in the MTN8 less than a month ago and despite both sets of strikers enjoying a fine evening out on that occasion with four goals shared between the sides, Sundowns managed to edge the Glamour Boys by virtue of a penalty shootout to progress to the next stage. The sky has without a doubt been the limit for the hosts, who in 32 DSTV Premiership outings since last season lost only once, while finding themselves on the right side of the scoreline on 20 occasions. Their recent form also speaks volumes of a squad that refuses to back down, with a loss in the Nedbank Cup semi-final the only blotch on an otherwise fine record. Chiefs will draw inspiration from their form of late, which saw them reach the CAF Champions League final, as well as starting the league with a draw and a victory. They will, however, need to be at their absolute best to challenge the star-studded Sundowns lineup, who will without a doubt throw everything at their visitors in order to claim the maximum points that will be on offer. Match day three of the DSTV Premiership opens with the original Soweto Derby, as Orlando Pirates host Swallows FC, and it ends with a massive clash between Mamalodi Sundowns and Kaiser Chiefs. It will be live on Supersport PSL. For a second time this season, it was the first day of Formula 1 track action for a weekend that would set the tone for the rest of the round, this time at Monza for the Italian Grand Prix. This because the legendary high-speed track hosted the second of the sprint races, so with only one practice session under the belt, drivers needed to get stuck in and down to business for qualifying. As usual in F1, the smallest of margins made the biggest difference. George Russell threw to Q2 after AlphaTauri's Yuki Tsunoda had his time deleted for exceeding track limits on his final Q1 attempt. Meanwhile, Russell's Williams teammate Nicholas Latifi evaded damage by a hair's length but was eliminated. Russell was out after Q2 along with both Aston Martins and both Alpines. The shootout for sprint race pole went down to the two Ferraris driven by Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Pierre Gasly in his Alfa Tauri and Alfa Romeo's Antonio Giovinazzi all racing for constructors who were enjoying home ground advantage. But the foreign constructors of the two McLarens piloted by Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris, the Red Bull of championship leader Max Verstappen and his teammate Sergio Perez, as well as the Mercedes cars of defending drivers champion Sir Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas were still in the mix for Q3. And it was Bottas who pulled out all the stops going purple in all three sectors to start from pole in a Mercedes 1-2 as Hamilton will line up next to the Finn on the front row. Verstappen third, Norris and Ricardo fourth and fifth. 
A roller coaster of a week for Bottas, whose departure from Mercedes was confirmed and due to a power unit change will start from the back of the grid for Sunday's main race, but he has pole position for the Saturday sprint race. A smaller dose but a lot more concentrated, it is the Italian Grand Prix sprint race that follows practice 2 and it comes to you live on Supersport Motorsport. Six-time MotoGP champion Marc Marquez was the standout rider from the first practice session at Aragon. But it was Jack Miller who finished the day at the summit of the combined timesheets following a dominant P2. The Australian set a time of 1 minute 47.613 seconds. Two tenths better than Aprilia's Aleix Espargaro. Yamaha's Cal Crutchlow was third on the day while MotoGP overall leader Fabio Quattararo set the seventh fastest time. Marquez was uninjured after a crash at turn 16. He almost collided with his brother Alex. Brad Binder finished the day 12th overall. Miller goes into the weekend feeling a lot more optimistic about his chances after a fine showing on Friday. Jorge Navarro and Remy Gardner delivered in Moto2. The Spaniard shined brightest in P1, edging Sam Lowe's and Marco Bezecchi. Augusto Fernandez was the only rider to finish in the top four of both. And in Moto3, leader Pedro Acosta has some work to do to catch up to the rest in Aragon. Gabriel Rodrigo was the fastest from P1, Denise Ongu quickest from P2. Round 13 of the MotoGP calendar heads to Spain. You can catch qualifying for the Aragon MotoGP live on Supersport. Rather changeable weather conditions on day two of the BMW PGA Championship, a Rolex Series event from Wentworth in England. We had a little bit of rain, a little bit of breeze. This was Tyrrell Hatton. Good back nine charge from the defending champion. This at the par 3 14th. Short two, away from a hole in one. Sadly, despite a second round 69, Hatton at one under par, not making it through to the weekend. Bernd Wiesberger trying to make the Ryder Cup team, trying to finish top 50 this week to do that. Played really nicely out there today with pressure on his shoulders. He shot a 67, he's at six under and comfortably through, as is Shane Lowry, the last man currently in those automatic Ryder Cup places. He was rounding 66 and at eight under par, he's four off the lead with two rounds to play. Among those, one ahead of the 2019 Open champion is another major winner, Justin Rose. This at 18, out of the bunker for a sandy birdie. Lovely stuff from Rose. And he's only three back heading into the weekend. Played today with Matthew Fitzpatrick and this man, Adam Scott. The sweet swinging Australian, his second to 13. Glorious, he tucked that one in, birdie birdie finish for Scott, and he's at 10 under par, just two behind. Laurie Cantor, what a wonderful 2020 race to Dubai season the Englishman had, and what a lovely finish to his round, matching Scott's birdie birdie finish, and Cantor is at 11 under par, just one behind our leader, Thailand's Kiridek Abhi Barnrat.
this at 16. What a beauty. 64-68 over the first couple of days. And the four-time European Tour winner leads by one. There will be another 18 holes walked at Wentworth Golf Club in Surrey. This for the third round of the BMW PGA Championship. Catch it live on Supersport. The tour of Britain's sixth stage of eight took riders from the west of England to the east from Carlisle to Gateshead. The second longest stage of this year's tour through 198 kilometers. Local favourite Ethan Hayter, who rides for Ineos Grenadiers, led the general classification by a mere eight seconds over Vote van Art, while world champion Julian Alaphilippe was a further 11 seconds back in third coming into the day's race. The trio were the ones who slugged things out as the main protagonists during the stage, as they were on the GC. But the stage started with the Dukunik quick-step pair of Mark Cavendish and Tim de Klerk heading the leading pack. A gap that was as wide as four minutes at one stage. The front bunch kept a sizable advantage, but heavy rains proved a neutralizer as the gap narrowed to nearly two and a half minutes. James Shaw moved clear with less than 20 kilometers to go, but was eventually caught and found himself involved in the sprint to the finish line. Shaw sprinting. Coming through in the centre is Ethan Hayter now. Hayter Van opens Art. things up in the centre in the blue, but Van Aert on the left-hand side. Van Aert coming through on the left-hand side. Van Aert takes his second stage, third stage win, should I say, of this race. Wout Van Aert, the Belgian champion, takes the win. A superbly timed sprint there, devastatingly strong turn of speed. The seventh and penultimate stage of the Tour of Britain will be raced through Scotland from Hawick to Edinburgh, 194.8 kilometers that you can see live on Supersport Variety 1.